If you want more from Dee and her sister and partner in crime, Rhonda, check out Switchblade Sisters Social Club, a true crime podcast where two sisters exploit their worst fears for your entertainment. You're welcome. You're listening to We Knew the Moon with Dee Safier, an empath who started a podcast to explore the universe, spirituality, and all things witchy woo-woo. Don't forget to check out the website, wenewthemoon.co.uk for all your I do what I want and the moon made me do it merch, whichever excuse you prefer to use for all of your life choices. Hi everyone, this is Dee from the We Knew the Moon podcast. I'm joined by OG Tracy Pretty from the Hair and the Moon. Hi! Hi everyone, hi Dee, hello. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. Now, some people might have noticed we haven't done an Ostara episode. You're just going to have to wait for next year. We had some technical difficulties, but we are here to tell you about Beltane. An exciting day. Because again, it's one of those Wheel of the Year seasons that links into stuff that you think, oh, Beltane, I've never heard of that before. I don't know what it is. I don't celebrate it. I don't understand it. It's a new word to me. And I bet like all the other ones so far, it's going to be oh yeah, I do that. I have heard of this. It's just a different association or a different word or a different understanding. Yeah. More stuff than you realize has actually creeped into like popular culture and the celebrations that we just think of as as normal for this time of the year. So basically in a nutshell, you've got the wheel of the year, which has Gaelic origins, but a lot of the holidays are celebrated in different ways around the world. Start with Samhain or Halloween or Hallow's Eve on the 31st-ish of, um, what, 31st of October. You've got Imbolc, which is around about the 1st or 2nd of February. Beltane, which is the 1st of May. Lunasa on the 1st of August. And May Day, or Beltane, is on the 1st of May, which is roughly halfway between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. Oh, nice, because they are all geared around the seasons, aren't they? Exactly. So the other points on the Wheel of the Year are the summer solstice, winter winter solstice, autumn equinox, spring equinox. So it kind of leaves about six weeks between each of the points of the Wheel of the Year, divides up the year nicely. It's a really lovely cycle to follow. Beltane was originally, uh, like I said, it's a Gaelic origin. So Beltane was originally observed in the UK and Ireland. In Ireland, it's also known as Ketsawin, I'm going to guess, which is first of summer, as opposed to Sawin, which is the beginning of winter. It's like opening up to the darkness, isn't it? Almost like welcoming in the dark nights and winter and battening down the hatches, which we said in all our episodes, didn't we, Dean, that these seasons now, although as humans we notice them, they're not too big a deal of an impact on our lives. Yeah, we get tired in winter and we have to change our outfits. But back in the olden days, like when winter was coming, this was life or death. Like if you got your harvest wrong or didn't get enough food in the larder, then you would starve, especially for farming practices. Like these key dates in the calendar became celebrations because they're part of eventual living. So in the beginning of the summer, this was when the cattle were driven to the summer pastures. It's known as a fire festival because fire was used for protection. So we had a lot of bonfires and bonfire rituals and fire rituals to protect the cattle, the crops and the people. And quite often 
this is in Ireland, how they celebrate it, people and cattle would be guided around the bonfires or jump over them. In the Isle of Man, where Beltane was also celebrated, people ensured that the smoke blew over them and their cattle. So kind of like smudging them with the fire. Giant smudging session, smudging your whole herd of cows, not just your house. And then when the bonfire had died down, people would daub themselves with the ashes and sprinkle it over their crops and their livestock. All household fires would be put out and relit from the Beltane bonfire. I love that. Almost like the sacred flame, the traditions of like lighting a sacred flame and then carrying it onwards. It's really nice. At Beltane, often houses are decorated and livestock are decorated with yellow flowers, primrose, rowan, hawthorn, hazel, marsh marigold, probably because they looked like they were fire colors, you know, yellows and oranges and stuff. Visitors to holy wells would pray for health while walking sunwise, that's moving from east to west, around the well. And they would leave offerings, typically coins or clouties. Clouties? What are clouties? Well, exactly. So I had to Google this, obviously. A cloutie is a piece of cloth or leather, a patch or a rag. And cloutie wells are places of pilgrimage in Celtic areas They are wells or springs, almost always with a tree growing beside them, where strips of cloths or rags have been left, usually tied to the branches of the tree as part of a healing ritual. And we've seen that before, haven't we? Like in Glastonbury, people tying their wishes to the trees. The Sons of Asgard shop in Glastonbury has a little mini tree inside now, inside their shop. And you can take a ribbon out the little basket and tie it to the tree. And I think it's make a wish or send healing wishes to someone lovely isn't it it's such a cute ritual yeah the first water drawn from a well on beltane was seen as being especially potent as this was beltane morning dew and at dawn on beltane maidens would roll around the grass and wash their faces with the dew they would also collect it in jars for later use the dew was thought to increase sexual attractiveness maintain youthfulness and help with skin ailments that sounds lovely day but can you imagine going to one of our local parks and doing that mixing it up with all the fox wee and human wee and dog wee and all other sorts of nasties that is on there well so maybe we need to do the scottish ritual because in scotland there was an oatmeal cake ritual which i think i can get on board in Yeah, cake, anything to do with cake sounds better. Right? It would be sliced and one slice marked with charcoal, then put in a bonnet and everyone takes one out without looking. Whoever got the marked piece would have to leap through the fire. Now, I couldn't tell from my research whether that was good or bad to get the marked piece, but I think it was good because we just discussed how the fire was like protective, right? So I think it makes you like the special Beltane person. I love how you at Aries fire sign sees jumping through a fire as a good thing. Whereas I'm like, no, you definitely drew the short straw on that one. That's not good, D. <laughs> so now this is going to start getting a bit familiar, I think. The Maybush was another tradition in Ireland. It was a small tree or, or branches bound together, usually hawthorn, rowan, holly or sycamore. So very um, indigenous plants and and thought to be very spiritually significant decorated with flowers ribbons shells but it was so cute either a tree was decorated or the branches were decorated and taken inside the house sometimes the may bush was paraded around town super cute i know now in southern ireland gold and silver hurling balls which are like baseballs were known as may balls 
and would be hung on these bushes and given to winners of hurling competitions, which is kind of like shot put, you know, or like hurling. I think you do it also with big branches, like basically tree trunks, don't you? I'm looking at you so blankly through all this. This is the bit where it's supposed to sound familiar. It's still sounding fascinating, but this is definitely not something I've heard of before. That is less familiar to me. Some areas of Ireland, each neighborhood had its own Maybush and they competed for best Maybush. Some neighborhoods started stealing each other's trees. So Maybushes became outlawed in Victorian times, possibly because of this but also maybe to reduce the sort of pagan tradition. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that before, haven't we? Yeah. Do you think that's where all these spring country fairs evolved from? You know, like all these vegetable growing competitions, best jam, best cake? I think so. I've never actually been to one in real life, but these country fairs where you have all these competitions, it feels like that could be the kind of thing that they did back in the day with the Maybush instead. Well... This is when it's going to start getting a bit more familiar. You said that last time. Yeah, no, I know. I think I said it prematurely. <laughs> well, listen to this now. In some areas, people danced around the Maybush, and in later times, they turned it into a Maypole. The earliest record of Maypole celebrations date to the 14th century, and by the 15th century, the Maypole tradition was well-established in Britain. Ooh. Maypole dancing is much more familiar, isn't it? loved maypole dancing did you have one at your school day no did you actually get to do it yeah, and there is a video which sadly we don't have a video player now of me dancing around the maypole it was like a big pole and it had ribbons yeah it, and you all had a colored ribbon and you dance but you'd weave in and out and you create beautiful pattern now me as a child and I think this is probably why a big sign that maybe I was pagan in a past life I really didn't like nativity I really didn't like going on stage I didn't like being the center of attention I hated all of that stuff like any of the things that the school would organize but May Day I was on it day it was my <laughs> thing I love dancing because you skip around the maypole and re-watching the video of it now considering I was only what five six years old there's some complicated stuff going on you have to stand and then someone else to weave around you and then on cue and to the music like you have to go in a certain direction and if you get it wrong the ribbon just gets tangled everything messes up yeah two things I will pay for that video to get converted into some format that we can watch it and number two I would love to go and try some maple dancing. So much fun. So I by far prefer maple dancing to Morris dancing, which in all honesty scares me a little bit. Morris dancing, which is also linked to May Day celebrations, is a little bit terrifying. And I think that that might be because I haven't grown up with it, not being British. But I always remember this time when me and my mom did a race for life, a 5K race for life for cancer research. There was a Morris dancing troupe that were Morris dancing the entire 5K. How annoying, day! I was going to say how lovely, but I'd imagine it got a little bit irritating after a while. The thing I realized was that that was the first time my mom had ever seen Morris dancers. And this woman, who's normally fearless, was terrified. Really? I want you to picture in your mind a Morris dancer and a group of Morris dancers, objectively. They're kind of scary. <laughs> no? <laughs> They take it very seriously from what I've, I've never actually in real life come across a Morris dancer either. Right. Okay. Well, 
this is the thing. I had heard of Morris dancers, seen them on the telly, but in person, coming up beside you, kind of terrifying. Is it quite noisy? Mm. Yeah. Anyways, we'd love to know your thoughts on Morris dancing <laughs> and where we can do maple dancing. In Ireland, this is so cute. Cattle would be brought to the fairy forts, which are like earth mounds, stone circles, hill forts, etc., and other circular prehistoric dwellings that were linked to fairies and other supernatural entities. As of 1991, because you can still go visit fairy forts, as, as of 1991, there were up to 40,000 identifiable fairy forts in the Irish countryside, and the oldest of, of them possibly dating back as early as 600 BCE, before Common Era, so before Christ. I don't think Ireland gets the credit it deserves for its amazing history and heritage and just special energy in that country. I've only been once. Have you been, Dee? Yeah, a couple of months ago, remember? Oh, yes, you did. You wedding. Everyone's so friendly. I used to think maybe it was down to the Guinness and the drinking that you go into a bar and everyone's chatting, but it isn't. Everyone's just so lovely. Next Beltane, shall we go to Ireland? Yeah, I'm going to be there for Halloween. Oh, yay. I'm so excited. How cool is that? Take lots of photos. I will. I'll report back to everyone. So fairy forts, Ireland, cattle are brought there and a small bit of blood would be collected and poured on the earth to secure the safety of the cattle and of the heart. It's a little less pleasant, but I like the fairy forts. Beltane nearly died out by the mid 20th century, but got reinvigorated by neo-pagans, by Wiccans and so forth. So apart from a few of these traditions, it kind of got converted into May Day and the 1st of May, which we get a bank holiday for in Britain. So yay for that. Just an interesting point in the Southern Hemisphere, Beltane is celebrated on the 1st of November because obviously that's the beginning of their summer. So yeah, the wheel of the year is just totally different in the Southern Hemisphere. Just always bear in mind that we're in the Northern Hemisphere when we're talking to you about all this stuff. Lots of places across England, Wales, Scotland, and Ireland still have May fairs and nominate a May queen. Since 1988, a Beltane Fire Festival has been held every year during the night of 30th of April on Calton Hill in Edinburgh, Scotland. It's inspired by traditional Beltane, and it's a cultural and modern arts festival. It highlights the myth and drama from a variety of world cultures, which I think sounds like fun, and I think we should definitely go to that one year. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so since 1978, it became a bank holiday in the UK. So again, long tradition of May 1st being a pagan holiday that got incorporated and assimilated into modern belief and kind of de-paganized to make it less scary for the Christian world, I'm guessing. Did you know that there were several movements to move the May Day bank holiday to October instead to celebrate Trafalgar Day? Who by? The government? Yeah. So in, in 2011, it kicked off. And then also John Major, when he was prime minister in 1993, tried to move it. It does make sense because then there are two bank holidays in May, which is why May is awesome. And so it kind of spread out the bank holidays a bit. But it's not a surprise, is it, that they tried to scrap the more pagan holiday? <laughs> so surprise, surprise. First of May is also a holiday in the Christian calendar. It is known as Pentecost or Whitsun. Don't ask me much about it because I don't fucking know. One of my favorite sounding Beltane festivals, I was looking at all these different ways people celebrate it, is the May Day Run, which involves thousands of motorcycles taking a 55-mile trip from Locksbottom in Greater London. Do you know where Locksbottom is? We live in Greater London. 
No. I'm guessing it's on the south because they go from Locks Bottom to Hastings on the seafront. The event has been taking place for almost 30 years. That sounds like a fun one. Not surprisingly, Cornwall has loads of May Day festivities. Padstow in Cornwall holds an annual Obios, which is a hobby horse day of festivities. This is believed to be one of the oldest fertility rites in the UK. So again, the start of summer and stuff. Have you seen the news on this day? I'm sorry to put it down, Ron, but I feel like this is quite current and I have something to add to this. So Padstow has just been in the news about their horse because it killed someone. So there's been a big thing about the health and safety of this big horse because this woman had her back to it. I'm not sure if it fell on her or if she fell into it. But unfortunately, and I don't know whether that was this year or last year, a woman died from the Padstow big wooden horse, which is like a really well-known thing. Sorry to see you putting Oh my God, sorry. Currently in the news now. I didn't realise it was to do with Beltane. Well, we're recording this in, in April, so I'm guessing it's come up now because they're discussing whether or not to go ahead with it this year. Yeah. I'll tell you what they used to do. This might change. Revelers dance with the os, the horse, through the streets of the town and even through the private gardens of the citizens, accompanied by accordion players and followers dressed in white with red or blue sashes who sing traditional May Day song. The whole town is decorated with springtime greenery and every year thousands of onlookers attend. Sounds lovely. Like Padstow is such a lovely Cornish village as well. Like I really recommend a visit because it's um, quite a traditional place. Right. So I'm hoping and guessing that even if they have to not do the horse thing, that they will still do some sort of festivity. So before the 19th century, distinctive May Day celebrations were widespread throughout Cornwall and are being revived currently in St. Ives and Penzance and everything. So Cornwall is obviously a super spiritual location. Not a surprise that they like to do a bit of Beltane festivities. Again, in Cornwall, Kingsland, Cowsand and Millbrook celebrate the flower boat ritual on May Day. A model of the ship, the Black Prince, is covered in flowers and is taken in a procession from the quay at Millbrook to the beach at Cowsand, where it is cast adrift. The houses in the villages are decorated with flowers and people traditionally wear red and white clothes. There are further celebrations in the square with Morris dancing and maypole dancing. May Day is also more widely celebrated or known as Workers' Day or Labor Day. I'm not talking about Labor Day in the States. That's a different thing. I'm talking about labor as in, you know, like hard labor, manual labor, like working, you know, Workers' Day. In 1889, May Day was chosen as the date for International Workers' Day by the socialists and the communists, as well as the anarchists, labor activists, leftists around the world, to commemorate the Haymarket Affair in Chicago and the struggle for an eight-hour working day, because that was a fairly new thing. So the Haymarket Affair was also known as, to give you an idea whether this was a good or bad affair, also known as the Haymarket Massacre or the Haymarket Riot. It was the aftermath of a bombing that took place at a labor demonstration on May 4th, 1886 at Haymarket Square in Chicago, Illinois. It was a peaceful rally by workers striking for an eight-hour day. Again, we're talking 1889. Eight-hour day must have seemed like a luxury. <laughs> it occurred the day after police killed one and injured several workers. Someone threw dynamite at the police, and so they tried to disperse the crowd. Seven policemen and four civilians were killed because of the blast and the gunfire. Eight anarchists went on trial for conspiracy, and it's shown that one of them built the bomb, but none of them had thrown it. 
seven were sentenced to death and one to 15 years in prison. Two of the death penalties were converted to life sentences and one of them killed himself. The other four were hanged on the 11th of November, 1887. But in 1893, the Illinois government pardoned the remaining of them. If they had just waited to hang these four people, they would have got pardoned. So that led to the 1st of May being um, thought of as the Workers' Day. I thought there was something political about May 1st. Since the 18th century, this is where it starts getting a bit religious-y and Christian. Since the 18th century, many Roman Catholics have observed May and May Day and associated it with the Virgin Mary in works of art, school skits. Mary's head will often be adorned with flowers in a May crowning. The next time you see a portrayal of the Virgin Mary and she's wearing flowers, have a look and you'll see that they will be like orangey, yellowy ones to do with this Beltane May fire festivaly type vibe. First of May is also one of two feast days of the Catholic patron saint of workers, St. Joseph the Worker a carpenter, husband to Mother Mary, and foster father of Jesus. All right, so then I looked at different countries in Europe and how they celebrated. Loads and loads of countries in Europe have some version of celebration of May Day, and definitely a lot of them celebrate it as a workers' day. Like in Belgium, where my mom's from, it's very widely acknowledged as the workers' day. In Bulgaria, Bulgarians on May Day, they celebrate Irmenden, also known as Yeremia, Eremia, Irima, Zamskiden. The holiday is associated with snakes and lizards and rituals are made in order to protect people from them. <laughs> Older generations believe that those working in the fields on this day will be bitten by a snake in the summer. In Western Bulgaria, people light fires and jump over them, sound familiar, and make noises to scare the snakes. This day is especially observed by pregnant women so that their offspring do not catch Yeremia, an illness due to evil powers. I wonder if this is where Morris dancing has come from, because they make noise. Was it to scare snakes? Is that why they've sort of got the bells on their ankles? I think it was to scare away evil spirits. Something bad, yeah. Yeah. Making sense, isn't it, Dee? Right? I mean, it's all tying in together. Like, all of these are not that dissimilar, including the Christian celebrations. In the Czech Republic, May Day is traditionally considered a holiday of love and May as the month of love. They also have a maypole they dance around. And on May 1st, couples in love kiss under a blooming tree. And on May 31st, the maypole is taken, taken down in an event called maypole felling. So they even have a celebration where you take down the maypole. Did you have anything like that? It was a big metal pole, day. It wasn't really anything fancy. No, it just appeared and then disappeared. <laughs> but when you're five, I guess you're not allowed to take part in all of this. In the stuff. removing of the big metal pole, no. Yeah. Um, in France, on 1st of May, 1561, King Charles IX of France received a lily of the valley as a lucky charm. He decided to offer a lily of the valley each year to the ladies of the court. At the beginning of the 20th century, it became custom to give a sprig of lily of the valley, a symbol of springtime, on the 1st of May. And the government permits individuals and workers' organizations to sell them tax-free on that single day. Oh, It's quite cute. I wouldn't say no to some flowers. Right? In Germany, Walpurgisnacht celebrations of pagan origin are traditionally held on the night before May Day, including bonfires and wrapping of a May bomb, which is a May tree. Young people use this opportunity to party, while the day itself is used by many families to get some fresh air. I hope they're doing it other days. <laughs> I guess because it's like 
it's happening here, right? It's it's the start of the season where you actually be, enjoy being outside. Yeah, it's less damp and cold. In Rhineland in Germany, the 1st of May is also celebrated by the delivery of a maypole, a tree covered with streamers. Women usually place roses or rice in the form of a heart at the house of their beloved one. In leap years, it is the responsibility of the women to place the maypole. That's probably where the tradition of... Women proposing. Yeah, leap years on Valentine's Day, is it, that women are about to propose? I mean, I would argue if you're a woman, fucking propose whenever you damn well please. But yes. I've been watching Bridgerton. I don't know how accurate it is in terms of women. Oh, the documentary Bridgerton. Yeah. Yes, the documentary Bridgerton. (laughs) (laughs) It's David Dattenborough that narrates it, right? Or Brian Cox. I always forget. (laughs) Obviously been watching it for educational reasons. Series 1, Episode 7. Thoroughly recommend it, by the way. Even if you want to skip it, just watch Series 1, Episode 7. Is that the sexy time one? Yeah, but it's women porn, so it's fine. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Because it's more of what's unsaid or seen, which makes it even better. But in second season, I've only just noticed, sorry, I'm going off track, but the women who are available... When the women are ready to like be available to get engaged, they have to do like this thing of like going to all the balls and put themselves out. Hand balls. Yeah, they have to wear a tag around their wrist, almost like a dog collar, but it's around their wrist. With I don't know what it's got on. And again, this is Bridgerton. No offense, Bridgerton. I don't know if it's factually accurate with history, but I'd imagine to some extent it is. And I'm just like, wow, we've come such a long way. We should. Well, you think that, but we have lots of ways in lots of different cultures of marking whether you're available or not, like wedding rings, you know, in different uh, cultures in India where they, um, and I don't know, so pardon me, but I think if you wear a red dot on your forehead, it means you're married. I've never looked at it like that. Like a wedding ring is maybe the equivalent because a wedding ring or an engagement ring seen as something like a gift that is so pretty, but it is, it's marking that you're taken. You know, and why do you think people have so many arguments when, oh, my husband took off his wedding ring? Well, surely that shouldn't matter if you feel like he knows he's married in his heart, but it's because it's that symbol telling the world, do not approach this man. He's taken, you know? So yeah, it's really common. Lots of people, lots of cultures have different colors that you wear if you're married or not, or different types of outfits. So I mean, I much prefer an engagement ring than some tag around my wrist. I still think that's a little bit of a movement forward. In Greece, 1st of May is the day that celebrates spring. The month of May took its name from the goddess Maya, which is clearly what happened in English, right? The Latin was Maius. Maya was the Greek and Roman goddess of fertility. So the day of Maius celebrates the final victory of the summer against winter as the victory of life against death. So <laughs> I don't know if I like that or not, but this idea that summer is finally beating winter, <laughs> taking over. Or oh, you survived the winter. Yeah. In Italy, it is called Calendi Maggio or Cantar Maggio, a seasonal feast held to celebrate the arrival of spring. The tradition is still alive today in many regions of Italy as an allegory for the return to life and rebirth. Can I just say, I'm so glad everyone may have noticed that Dee and I always take it in turns of who kind of has to host or talk. And I'm so glad Dee is the host on this one because you're doing amazing with all these different long words. Imagine I'm pronouncing them all wrong. You can't see how they're spelled. I could be making shit up. (laughs) They sound very fancy and you're doing amazing. I'm convinced that you're saying them right. 
very grateful that you're hosting this podcast episode day there's a lot of long complicated things to pronounce struggling with everyday words never mind all these fancy ones I'm scanning my notes ahead and I think I'll be all right for the remainder. So hopefully I won't let the team down. But I think that Portugal would be a super fun one to celebrate Beltane in too, because Mayas is a superstition throughout Portugal, especially in the north. And the 1st of May is actually the Dia das Bruxas, Witches Day. Oh, wow. Yellow flowers are placed on doors and gates and windows, etc. before midnight on the 30th of April to defend these places from witches evil eye or bad spirit so it's like oh we better protect ourselves from witches by doing a spell (laughs) the irony in that yeah this was thought to come from the bible when herod's soldiers came to collect jesus there are yellow broom flowers decorating the house that he's supposedly in and i thought he was in the garden of gethsemane but i'm not one to be quoted on religious scripture but anyway well i thought he from a house that was marked or I thought Herod went round all the babies and they marked the houses that they'd been to again I, I, I don't know where that came from I'm not very God, good we really should know this shit anyways another place that I think would be super fun to celebrate Beltane and May Day in is just because it seems like an awesome place to go but Hawaii oh now we're talking in Hawaii May Day is also known as Lay Day And it's normally set aside to celebrate the island culture in general and the culture of the native Hawaiians in particular. It was invented by poet and local newspaper columnist Don Blanding. And the first lay day was celebrated on the 1st of May in 1927 in Honolulu. So that sounds like a fucking awesome day, doesn't it? I was going to say, which country are we going to next year to celebrate Beltane? Well, I've covered about 10 different countries, so we need to pick one a year. Yes. Oh, you want to go to them all, huh? I want to go to them all. I think we could possibly do two in one because of the time difference and the international dateline, but maybe we'll be too tired. We do like a nap and about eight to 10 hours sleep a night. So yeah, we're just going to have to pick one one a year. One a year. I'm thinking between Hawaii or Ireland, quite a difference there, isn't there? Yeah. Well, both awesome. So not that different in that respect. Right. So that was my little tour around the world and how different places celebrate Beltane or May Day or Workers' Day or Day of the Witches or whatever incarnation they have. But basically, my point being that 1st of May seems to be quite significant in many, many different cultures and countries throughout history as well. I think it's just because it does genuinely feel like the pressures of winter are lifting, the sun is out more, the days are getting really much longer, people are having more energy. So I like it. I like Beltane. What do you think? I do. I think as a little girl, like I could say I had so much fun dancing around that maypole. It was slightly ruined for me. Mm. Can we just talk about The Wicker Man. Have you watched the film The Wicker Man? Yes. So I did a level film, very random, I know. Another little fact that I didn't know about you, cute. I did like A-level sciences and maths and I just, sorry to everyone who did A-level film, but I just needed a break from science stuff. So I filled my fourth A-level with film. And part of our thing was we had to watch The Wicker Man to like study all the cinematography of it. And so I feel like anyone that's not watched it, it's, a, how would you describe it? It's a 60s film. I haven't seen it since we were probably at school. So I really don't remember that much. Just that it scared the shit out of me a bit. It's almost like the unseen or unsaid or the thing about it's not really understood or very clear about what's going on. So they leave a lot to the mind. Based around Beltane, it's not factually accurate, I hope. You mean the documentary The Wicker Man? 
<laughs> it's a horror, but not in the way that you think a horror to be. And I still have sort of flashbacks when you mentioned May Day and Beltane of all the things in oh. that film that was clearly made by someone on drugs, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. So what you're saying is that you really liked Beltane between the ages of four and A-level age. Yes, that's right. And then it was ruined. Yes. And then someone took a big shit on it for you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to a place of joy for you, Tracy. And hopefully next year we can celebrate it somewhere super fun. Yes. Rewrite those associations. But I do recommend watching it for anyone that wants to watch a bit of horror. It is a classic. One thing that is super fun, I think, about this year's Beltane is that we are actually having our workshop the day before on the 30th of April, which is one of our new moon workshops. So we've set up the Goddess Temple Twickenham, haven't we, Tracy? Yes, we have to. And it will be the first workshop that we're doing. And we're having full moon circles round about the time of the full moon, which will include guided meditations and staring circles and a bunch of other things. We'll pull cards and so forth. And then we're also going to have a new moon workshop every new moon round about the time of the new moon. You know, I never realized that it was the day before Beltane. Hmm. So our workshop this 13th of April will be a moon aligning workshop where we'll yep. talk about all the moon cycles, but we have to include a bit of Beltane practice in there as well. Oh, for sure. There will be some fun Beltane stuff. And then if you've missed that workshop, don't worry. We will have a bunch more coming up. Check out the website, goddesstempletwickenham.org, and you will be able to see a list of events that are coming up. Like I said, there's one every full moon, one every new moon, and then some other sprinkled in between. Yeah, please come join us. You can get your tickets online as well, can't you, Dee? They're limited spaces. We're trying to make these events comfortable as possible. And we tried to make them affordable as well, haven't we, Dee? So it's so nice to actually do stuff in person because we've had these few years of doing stuff online and on Zoom. And now's the time where we can get together and celebrate Moon properly. Check it out. And if you need any info, if you have any questions or you just need to know a little bit more what it's about, our email's on there as well, isn't it, Dee? Temple at goddesstempletwickenham.org. And you can also find us at the usual places. Tracy is at The Hair and the Moon. And I am at We Knew the Moon podcast. We fucking love the moon. Yes. There is a theme, isn't there? Who else best to come and visit our workshop when we're doing moon alignment and moon circles? definitely our thing isn't it day thank you so much for having me on your beltane podcast thank you for letting me talk to you about beltane so happy beltane tracy happy beltane everyone happy may day happy workers rights day whatever you choose to celebrate have a nice may i'm off to try and dig out my uh, maypole dancing video okay good like i said i will literally pay money to have this converted so we can watch it be nice to see actually little I'll start a crowdfunding I'm sure everyone else will contribute (laughs) well thank you Dee all right see you at the next wheel of the year point which is midsummer yes is it Lamas I should know I'm hosting it and telling you all about it see you in a few weeks Tracy (laughs) Bye. bye everyone bye If you want lots more fun, moon info, and all things spiritual, plus our merch shop, please visit our website, weknewthemoon.co.uk. And if you want even more, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash weknewthemoon, and check out some of our bonus content. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, at we.new.the.moon, 
and we're also on Twitter at WeKnewTheMoon1. See you next time!